0: You're listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.
1: to the Euro 2020 all to play for post-match podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral with me, Lindsay Hipgrave, and you Joe Cole. We're literally jumping straight out of the pub and onto Zoom after every England game so make sure you join us for all the post-match reaction and analysis and of course Joe's dazzling insights as well. <laughs> now Joe, before uh, before we get stuck into a brilliant start for England, uh, a word on Christian Eriksson after those awful scenes that we saw yesterday when he he collapsed during that Denmark Finland game. Thankfully, though, all the news now seems to look a, a lot more positive.
0: It does, Lins. It's, it's particularly a tough one for me and because of my family. We lost my brother in law at, at 27 to, to cardiomyopathy, which is, that is it's a heart attack. And um, yeah, so for, for us, it stirred up a lot of emotions. And seeing it first going to have I was getting it secondary from uh, Twitter and things like that. And um, we're so happy that he's he's okay and he's on the mend. And there's so many positives to draw on from what happened, whether it was uh, the captain Simon Kier, you know how he how he dealt with it. How he, the was players, he, he was immense. He was immense, and and it ain't easy to do that, Louis. I've been on the pitch where thankfully nothing as serious as what happened to Christian, but when there was injuries, it, big injuries where you know players are in a lot of pain and it affects the players. The, so sort of credit to the to both sets of players and both sets of man, management staff and referee. And, you know, it's one of them situations where we all just have to sit back and, and realise that we all think football's the be-all and end-all. But something like that will just, in life, in life, just hit you in the face and make you all step back. And and, and people step up again, human beings, the, the fans of both sets of fans we're seeing Christian Erikson's name, you know, you put away all tribal feelings and, you know, cause there's yeah. a human being, a, a man, you know, with children, young children lying on the floor, you know, real gives you face of humanity with what happens. And we're just so thankful that he's, yeah, he's on the mend, which is great.
1: Yeah, huge credit to, to the way everyone reacted to that yeah. and, and great to see the statement from the, the Danish FA that he's he's stable and he's he's talking, he's still being treated in hospital. So we wish Christian Eriksen a speedy recovery. Let's get on to England then. Joe started off the tournament with a very respectable, impressive 1-0 win over Croatia in that opening game as well. So well done to, to everyone who backed that result at 19-4 to 4 with Coral. What did you think of the game and the performance?
0: It was excellent. The, first, the only thing that concerned me was we were so impressive in the first 20 minutes and the energy levels were so high. When we didn't get first or the second, or first goal or two, one or two goals, I wondered, Lynch, whether we could carry that on. But then they showed a maturity. Croatia came into the game. They dropped off into a block. They showed that they could defend in deep positions. And then actually the goal came from when Croatia were just in the ascendancy in the second half and a little bit of quality. Phillips, who was outstanding throughout, probably the pick of players on the pitch amongst many stars. you know, And he's played it to Raheem Sterling, and, and Raheem was one of them when it was question marks on whether he should start, you know, form for, for club. We can't really gauge because he wasn't picked, you know, and he he scored his first goal at a tournament for England. A lad from Brent, he, he grew up looking at Wembley, and it's just the story. There were so many stories going on around the game. So just an outstanding performance and one where one where i think we can build from and so, there's so many things pinging around in my head about why was gareth why did he pick that player why did he play this system you know and then it, it all comes together so gareth would be really relieved and really happy with with, with what he's his days work today
1: What was your initial reaction when you saw that team? Because I was a bit worried. I was thinking, I'm not sure I'm liking this team. Is he playing with two sitting midfielders? You've got Trippier at left back. I'm Mm. not sure if Sterling should start. I'm not sure if it should be Mings over White. But then all those sort of controversial selections all performed really well. Yeah, they did, lose.
0: And unlike you, trepidation was what I was thinking because Trippier hasn't played left back for over a year. You know, he's been playing full back admirably for Atletico Madrid. Obviously, Tyrone Means, center off. You know, he's just off of the back of a good season for Villa, but this is a step up for him. So, you're concerned with that. Phillips, you know, I knew he had qualities. I thought, I thought he'd be coming in as cover for, for Declan. I didn't think he'd be considered for the first game. So, he's come in. Now, then, obviously, Raheem for Jack. The whole country's calling for Jack. So, Gareth showed great convictions in his belief in picking them players. So, I, I'm like you and like the rest of the country. And probably one of the reasons... Me and you were doing podcasts, and we're not managing England. We, we might have picked a different team, but he got the job done. And um, so impressed. All, all them boys who had question marks on them were excellent today. And I'm sure he had his yeah. reasons for picking them. It be interesting to know after the game, once we've heard more from Gareth, the reasons behind it, why he picked Trippier ahead of Chil- Chilwell and Shaw and things like that. But, you know, he got it right. And in Gareth we trust.
1: Chilwell wasn't even in the squad, neither was Sancho, which is a a bit of a surprise as well.
0: Mm. That's a huge surprise. With Sancho, as much as I I, I love him, you know, I think he might be a slow burner in an England shirt. You know, I feel we don't see enough of him because he's playing over in the Bundesliga and playing very, very well. But he hasn't done enough. When you look at the players on the bench, who, who Gareth might be thinking could affect the game. Probably I could understand it in that sense, him being left out because he hasn't done enough when he's had an England charm. We all know his quality, and he will be a big, big player for England in the future, and he will have a, a, something to say in this tournament. But you know, he, I think Gareth probably looked at him, knew his starting lineup, then then when he's considering his bench, he thought, right, if I need a goal, Jack Grealish is going to be my first call to come on and get on the ball and, and move it around, and then try and find a pass, and then he need players like Calvert Lewin who can come on if something happened to Harry you know if getting crossed in but so why, i wasn't that concerned with with sancho not being on the bench and i think is every chance he might be on the bench against scotland which is a, which will have a different type of challenge
1: and let's talk sterling as well he, he did start he got his first goal at a major tournament as well he, he went into the last world cup in brilliant form and didn't have the best tournament so maybe it's going to be the reverse this time
0: i just listened to his interview now and um, he said that one of the questions that asked him was you know, you you haven't been in good form. You haven't scored as many goals this year, and he just battered it away. He said, "Look, the reasons I didn't score the goals this year," he said. We can talk about them. It's not important now. I'm here with England, you know. He, he said, "Look, I'm 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 a lad from Brent. I looked at Wembley growing up. You know, I knew I'd score a goal. The confidence of the lads unbelievable. Like there's no there's no knocking him. The fact that he ain't been playing regularly and and didn't have a great game in the Champions League final to his usual standards." I mean that won't that won't worry him now. This is completely different show. Some players, some players perform differently or better in an England shirt than they do for their clubs. And 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 like
1: Pickford, like, you know he trusts him. He always delivers. Always delivers.
0: England. Always delivers. Linz. and what he and what he does, Pickford. I, I I feel like he it almost calms him down playing an England shirt. You know I don't know what what it is with him or. Or something. He, he, I know he's been he's been working with a sports psychologist recently, and, and a lot of that work with him is, is your your body language, you know, because you, you whatever you do on a football pitch, you know, what I tell my lad or what I tell the kids that I've coached, your body language, however you're feeling, you've got to get a poker face on. If, if the game needs an air of calm, you've got to, you've got to show that with your body language. Push your chest up, you know, talking, and he seems so much more comfortable in an England shirt than he has done for Everton. Or maybe this is just his turn in the corner. He's maturing because he's still young for a goalkeeper. And he's obviously a talented lad because he's, he's, he can't play as many times as he has for England. And Everton and the Premier League goalkeeper without being talented. So very happy with Jordan Pickford at the moment. He looks very, very comfortable.
1: And what about the two in front of him? What did you think of Stones and Mings as well, a partnership?
0: Again, like, you know, Stones, I've, I've been a big fan of forever since I watched him make his debut at Everton. You know, and I think this year he's been outstanding. I think the only blip for him was, was the Champions League final. I don't think he turned up on that particular occasion. didn't never one of his best games. But today, I thought he was outstanding. I think he reveled in his role of being the senior man, the senior centre-half. And again, like Pickford, he's maturing. He's getting better. Super talented footballer. Done the right things. And I thought he helped Tyrone Mings next to him. And I think Tyrone Mings, he, he can look... A little bit ungainly at times, but again, he's got such physical attributes. He met, you know, he defended the box well. There's one occasion, I think, in the first, I think it was the first half. As Croatia had a little bit of play, they got out, and they, they turned it down the line for Rebic. Yeah. Tyrone Mings just took off, dealt with the situation comfortably, no problem, and cleared it. And it's always it's always a good sign when your centre half physically dominates. The opposition said they Croatia had nothing through the middle they was they was just quiet they threw about three forwards on the end trying to make something. but stones and Mings were outstanding
1: yeah they are not the same team though are they that that got to the World Cup final. What do you think are their chances now you've seen them
0: um I think they'll get out of the group I think they've seen enough there um there's an asterisk on it lean because look, they they've only won two of their last nine games coming into the tournament you know you people might have said that Croatians. Uh, would have peaked getting to the World Cup final. But they, that's some outstanding, excellent players playing there. So you can't take the credit away from England. I don't see them going deep in the tournament. I think England on the better side today. And and, and Croatia, I think it's, it's, it's the end of a, a golden era for them. And I, but I, I can see them getting out of the group. I just can't see them affecting the later stages. So as soon as they run into a, a Germany, France, Spain, Portugal... You know, even in Italy, they'll, they'll, I think they'll they'll get beat comfortably.
1: And you already mentioned Calvin Phillips. Just how good was the the run and the assist for the goal from the the Yorkshire pillow?
0: Do you know what he was? He, he was brilliant. But just quickly go back to because I want to talk about Carl Walker as well. Because there's another moment. These games, when the country's eyes are watching them, there's a moment when a cross coming from the right. It might have been Modric who delivered it far post. Perisic got off the back of Carl Walker. You know the, the same thing that happened in the semi-final, where where Carl lost him for a moment. And he talked about the development of a player and improving as a golfer. Carl Walker got his body shape right, put his hand on Perisic. He had a look. Perisic made another move. He adjusted, coming in the end. Him and Pickford dealt with it far post. He got his body in there. Pickford come and claimed it. And I thought I saw Pickford and and Carl Walker. There was a a moment where I thought they were saying like, "Well done." That was that. Three years ago, that's what cost us, you know? So, you look at the two teams. For me, that was the two teams in a nutshell. We've improved. Croatia have come down. And we're going in the right direction. So, I just wanted to mention that about Carwalkers. because that was excellent. And then with Phillips. Phillips was one I questioned Linz because I thought, I like him. I really like him as a player. I wondered whether it might be a big jump because I didn't know much of the lad's character, you know, but I trust Gareth. If he put him into the side, he knows he can deal with Mm. it. He
1: answered all those questions, didn't he? Oh, he was
0: t- he, he was running forward. He was physical. I think the thought process would have been if we got Mason, Declan and and Phillips in the side against Kovacic, Brozovic and Modric, you can physically dominate that area of the pitch. And that was the area we lost semi-final in. Again, another point. We're, our players are younger, fresher, physical, better technically. And they're losing a bit of their spark. So that's a, a, that was a masterstroke by Gareth put him in. We can look at that in one of two ways. You can look at it. England have dominated a, uh, a team that was World Cup finalists and arguably our most important influential player had, had, a, had a quiet day. You know, I was looking at it earlier. i 60 minutes. I was thinking to myself, let's get Harry off here. But then I put myself in Gareth's shoes and think, can you take your... Your most influential player off at this juncture. Imagine Croatia would nick a lucky goal, then the spit creaks for Christmas. But he took him off eventually. And I think it was right because we had Rashford and Sterling on the pitch, who was going to stretch Croatia and running behind, which was working throughout the game. And and, and Harry just weren't at it today. You know, sometimes that happens, even with the greats. You know, if a chance falls to him, it's a goal. So you always, Gareth would always be wrestling with that. You always leave your goal scorers on the pitch. Until the game's done, because you, you you never know wh- wh- where the ball's going to drop.
1: Anyone else really stand out for you today?
0: I think we've mentioned everyone, haven't we? Yeah?
1: What did you think of Foden? You, you had that really good chance, didn't you? Five yeah, minutes in, yeah. you hit the post.
0: Do you know what Foden done very very well today? And Sterling, which people don't give him credit, and I thought he, he runs off the ball well. He's he's fast, Sterling. That was we kept getting in behind their fullbacks, and it was Sterling or Foden running in behind or it was Phillips or Mount running in behind. He kept running in behind. He's outstanding. He, he got in behind. He, done a great, he did a shift for the team, Foden, rather than being the person who unlocked the door. He done a great job for the team, and he'll get better and better as the tournament goes. I've got no problems with Phil Foden. But what I would say is, when a player like Phil is in the in the setup of Pep Guardiola, when it's constant possession, and you, he's a technician, it really favours his ability. Sometimes today we, we didn't all have it all our own way with the ball, like what Man City do. So he's had to adjust his game. So I think he'll come on stronger in the tournament as it goes on.
1: Kane not, not getting off the mark. Sterling did, though. He's 20 to 1 with Coral to win the golden Boot. Do you think there's it's, any chance
0: for that? I think, I think there is. I think he, he'd, be, he'd be thinking to himself, there's goals in the Scotland game. He'd be thinking that. And in the Czech Republic game, you never know what can I eat. Raheem Sterling can score goals. We've seen that. You know, he's not clinical like Harry Kane. That he constantly gets himself into positions. And when he goes on runs, he tends to score two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. And you only need that and you end up with a golden boot. So um, now Raheem was, was, was good today. I was pleased for him because he's it, a lot of un, unnecessary criticism of him uh, the last few months, I feel.
1: Yeah, he did, he did really well. I think I know what you're going to say, but who was your man of the match?
0: It's got to be Phillips. I think it's got to be Phillips. I think honourable mentions will go to Raheem to uh, Trippier to Stones and Mings um, Declan Wright It could be anyone but I think Phillips was the outstanding candidate I think not only the assist for the goal just the general play I think he didn't give the ball away 18 passes 18 completed in the first half but he's, he's breaking up a play he's understanding of where to be on the pitch and he might be just one of them fearless lions who just this is this is you know he's going to emerge now as a top top player and that's what happens sometimes at these tournaments it reminds me of i guess we had on a few weeks ago owen Hargroves. You think he's got a similar style of play to owen owen probably think he's
1: got a similar mentality to him yes i do i think they they're,
0: they're they're both um, both very astute footballers intelligent footballers before everything else i think he's he's got he's got that defensive instinct what owen had so um, yeah i think that's a, a fair comparison
1: Philip's a guaranteed starter for Scotland
0: then? He has to be, Linz. But what the beauty of what Gareth's got is, is, is he's got the ability to change players. He could, he, could, he could play, I think Jack Grealish has a chance of starting against Scotland. I think he may, he could take out Phil Foden, blend him into the tournament. He could, he could take out Mason and put Jack in. You know, because you have to remember, you've got to play seven absolute uh, unbelievably tough games to win this tournament in a short period of time and what we know from history is the team that starts the tournament is never the team that finishes the final so I think ch- I think it will change two or three changes I think Jack may come in I think because uh, you, you, we're going to we're gonna need to, lock, to, to unlock a door against Scotland and um, we're going to have more ball I think they'll drop off yeah and I think, I think maybe Trippier might come out as well we've already done very very well I think by England having more ball I think a natural left sided player, to break down a low block, you have to play full backs who've got that little bit where they can drop a shoulder and whip the cross in early because it's, you need a bit of quality. So I think he'll go a little bit more attacking, maybe a Chilwell or Shaw on the left instead of Trippier. Maybe Jack will come into the team. Possibly. What about on
1: the right? Because I know you've, Kyle Walker was really good defensively today, but didn't yeah. have the best game going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and no, I felt that like the separate again, but I'm not unhappy with that is because with Kyle for years and years people questioned his position in defence. I think he's been I think he's been pitch perfect defending for the last two years. When have we seen when have over the last two years have we said anything other than you know, has there been a glaring mistake by Kyle Walker? He's cut him out of his game where he's matured, he's got better improving. I think he's I think he has to start up. I think and I think what will happen is I think Garrett's got so many options he could slip Carl Walker in into a three-man defence and play Reese James. You know, there's so many different things he can do. So many options. There really is. It really is a a great position for an England manager to be in. We're not. I don't think we've ever had a tourna- tournament where we, so many people got so many different opinions because the quality of the players is so high.
1: Jude Bellingham as well became the youngest player to appear at a European Championships as well. A massive moment for him. Would, would you like to see him get a chance yeah, in the next
0: game? Yeah, you, I mean, listen, Jude, this this tournament's almost a bonus for Jude. He's just, uh, Every time I watch him play, he just he astounds me at the maturity. Um, I talking to my lad about it and he's saying that at school, they said he was in last World Cup, he was in year eight. You know, and they, and then... So my son's like, oh, well, that means when I'm 16, I could play in the next tournament or something, you know? Or you <laughs> know, he's, you know, he's really just put the stars in the eyes. To of make all you the feel
1: kids. old, Joe. Yeah,
0: it does. Yeah, apparently his dad was a good footballer, Jude Bellingham. His dad was a non-league stalwart, and you can see he's from he's from good stock. He's so mature. Credit to Birmingham for for developing him the way they have, and he looks like for someone to do what he's done today is is, is an outstanding achievement.
1: The final question, Joe. England, 11-2 to two with Coral to win the whole tournament. Is it coming home?
0: It, of course it's coming home, Lynes. You will never get anything <laughs> other than that answer from me. Even if we'd have lost 4-0 today, it's still coming home. Until it's not,
1: it's coming home. I love it, that's what I like to hear (laughs) Joel, thank you very much (laughs) thank you to everyone as well for for listening uh, to All To Play For we're back on Wednesday as well back in the pub, the All To Play For arms we've got Scotland legend Ali McCoy joining us as well as we start to build up towards the big one, England against Scotland on Friday night so hopefully you can join us on Wednesday for that, you've been listening to the All To Play For podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral
0: You've been listening to All to Playful, brought to you by Joe and Coral.